0: Cry Wednesday. This is the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Keep the text coming on the Charlotte Men's Clinic text line 7045709610. Hit the socials. We got the treat on there for you today. Walker Mail changing into the B costume. And we got the boomerang on there that you can check out on WFNZ on Twitter and Instagram. At Wesson Walker on Twitter. At Brian underscore 72. At HTB underscore Josh and at Walker Mail on Twitter or X whichever you prefer but check it out man we always got the great social content especially with these punishments coming you're definitely going to want to hit that follow button how you feeling Walker uh, about 30 40 minutes into your costume today
1: this cap is a little tight so I have this cap around my head on top of the headphones yeah and I feel like a little less blood is getting to my brain just a little <laughs> bit so that makes me I don't know Tiny bit dizzy, trying to get up and move a little bit, so I'm not so stagnant. And the intent antennas, antennae, I believe, is plural for insect. An- yeah. Antennae, antennae. The antennae are a little, a little restricting on the dome. Well, so if that's you pass out, tough.
0: man, I'll be there to catch you. All right, okay. I pre-
1: p- 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 trust fall, Wes and Walker style. We'll put that on. media. no doubt media.
0: about it. All right, <laughs> all right. Big night in college basketball last night in the Carolinas. When you're talking ACC hoops, and with that said, let's get to the campus. Coda. All right, man. The North Carolina Tar Heels come out. They beat the Pitt Panthers, 70 to 57. They break their losing streak to the Fighting Caples and the Pitt Panthers. Armando Baycott league UNC with 16 points, becoming the seventh Tar Heel to oh, score. What? 2,000 career points. He should. He's been there nine years, so he should have 2,000 <laughs> points. Uh, Carolina's 5-1 and one this season when Baycott has a double-double. Uh, Harrison Ingram had a season-low 7 points. But, Walker, your guy, he stuffed the stat sheet. 15 boards, 3 assists, 2 blocks no turnovers, and hit a key three to give them a nine-point lead with 410 to play. Carolina out-rebounded Pitt by 10, season-high 16 offensive boards, outscored Pitt 15-1 on second-chance points, and Carolina did all of this shooting a season-low 36.5% from the floor, but they held Pitt to 30% from the floor. What do we make of the Tar Heels and their performance last night? Was that a good omen for them moving forward to finally knock off the Pit 100%.
1: This is a game Tar Heels might lose in years past. They certainly did last year. Remember, tell me if I'm wrong here, Fiddy, but wasn't it the Pitt game that kind of started the fall of the team again last year? Because first they started, they lost. They had the bad loss to Alabama. It was like four overtimes, whatever, okay, still a good team. And then I think they had a couple wins in a row. And then it was pit. That allowed their season to, I think, have a couple of other losses and just never were able to get back on track. And so the fact that they got this win was huge. Also, is it possible to love a player even more than you did, even if they go to a 14 from the field? Harrison Ingram answered that question for me, and the answer is absolutely yes. How you do it is when you hit big shots down the stretch because this game was not over. When Harrison Ingram hit his transition bucket, also hitting a three, finally, from the top of the key, more or less, and he was able to hit two of his uh, 14 field goal attempts when it mattered most. Seven points, all right, not that impressive, but 15 boards, three assists, two blocks, no, only one foul, zero turnovers, Wes. Yeah, I mean, Harrison Ingram is a guy... That plays his tail off and affects the game in a lot more ways other than scoring, and you saw that against Pittsburgh last
0: yeah, night. Yeah, Baycock gave you 10 points and six boards in the second half, and Carolina did shoot 43%. Not fantastic, but better, because they helped pit to 26.5% in the second half, and Carolina shot 40% from three. Fitty, what did you think last night watching the boys in blue?
2: Really glad that uh, Jason Capel does not have a Twitter account because I would have added him as many times as we rebounded the ball which was 51 times that to me was the storyline Pitt, the best rebounding team in the league over 42 boards per game carolina won the rebounding margin 51 to 41 16 to 14 on the offensive glass it was beautiful it was vintage and how about my man hubert davis once he realized that jeff capel was going to complain to get his team in foul trouble he went and got Teddy, TV, Valentine by the year and said, uh-uh, that ain't going to happen. I'm going to be in your ear all night long, too. And it meant something to Carolina because they matched their physicality. They punked them in the second half. And it was a lot of fun shutting those capable brothers up.
0: Yeah, I think that that was uh, a big for them getting that win against Pitt. Like I said, I'm a big believer in the psychology of sport. And I think for them, you know, losing to Pitt for a fourth time may not be, have derailed their season. But I just think for them, it gave them a boost to say, hey, this is the team we've ha- been having trouble clearing, and we were finally able to do that. And so. Fun
1: matchup Saturday. Just saying. Fun matchup Saturday with the Heels and Clemson.
0: Oh, that's going to be a big yeah. one. Yeah,
1: yeah. The Heels having 10 wins already on the season. Their losses are against good schools so far. Pittsburgh now 0 oh, 3 to start conference play. That's a tough start for Capel and company, but really excited about the Tigers Heels matchup.
0: All right. So now, when we look at the Duke Blue Devils, and they were able to dismantle. Antel, Syracuse 86 to 66 in the game that we were all excited about last night. We thought it had a chance to be a great game. The Blue Devils 75% shooting in the second half. Eight for eight from three, 87% from the line. And that was the difference in this ballgame As they were up two at half and ended up outscoring Cuse by 18 in the second half. It was a tremendous, tremendous game for Duke. They've won nine in a row over Syracuse, 11 of the last 12. The eight for eight shooting from behind the three point arc in the second half is the most made three pointers in a half without a miss in Duke history. They shot 18 or 24, as I said, from the field in the second half, their best shooting performance in any half this season, held Qs to 66 points, as I said, 12.4 points below their season average. The Blue Devils have now held each of their 13 opponents below their respective scoring average, and that was a big trend with Duke last year. They did that to everybody every week, and they had a season-high 11 steals for the second straight game, forcing 17 turnovers, scoring 26 points off of those. And so, bringing up Jared McQuin Jared McCain, quickly is this guy the X factor for this team? Because he hit all four of his three-point shots in the second half. He finished with 18 points. He's now made three three-pointers or more in six games this season, including five straight outings. And they are six and 0 oh when he makes at least three triples. And he's shooting 53% during this Duke win streak so what do we think about duke's performance and is jared mccain the guy that's going to be the x factor if duke is to make any type of championship run
1: well them getting hot in the second half certainly helped them with this 20 point victory that they had at home it's weird because you ask if mccain is the x factor i feel like they have a bunch of x factors this is how it feels with this basketball team yeah proctor filipowski there's the there those are the two stars yeah. yeah But it feels like Roach could be an X Factor one night, and he's See, been I put pretty Roach solid. Roach in the
0: star combo with those guys.
1: Maybe he's on the bridge of stardom okay. to X Factor, but I'm with you—probably a little bit more than an X Factor. But even like a Mark Mitchell, I think he was—he was helping them out in the first half when they weren't shooting 75% from the field, and that got them over to the second half when finally everybody else started to eat. It's hard for me to pinpoint one individual and say, "Yeah, that's the one that has such a big old swing and outcome, depending on how he plays." Because I feel like their team. It's chopped full of whatever we consider an X factor to be.
0: Josh, are you? Uh, oh, Josh. Are you impressed by, by the Duke shooting He's performance in last night in the second half?
2: Um, I mean, you gotta be, because it was borderline historic. It felt like to me like a vintage Duke game. They didn't play great in the first half. They go on a massive run in the second half to blow the game wide open. We haven't seen that from this team this year. They showed it last night, and it's why. In my opinion, they have the highest ceiling of any ACC team.
0: All right. Well, another team with a high ceiling, my Wake Forest Demon Deacons, 84 to 78. They get a tough road win over Boston College, and they use some hot second-half shooting, too. 62% from the field, 55% from three, led by Cam Hildreth who had 14 points. Reed had 11 points and 10 boards, all in the second half. And the Demon Deacons got the job done. They are now on an eight-game win streak, their longest streak since the 2008-2009 season. Hunter Salas led all scores with 21 points. And his performance was his seventh of the year, in which he recorded 20 or more points, including three straight games. Big man Afton Reed, as I said, he had a big game double-double in the second half, but he also posted 11 points on a perfect 4-for-4 shooting, and then it was the 12th time this season where Wake Forest had four players registered double figures in scoring, and also they shot 54% from the field, 47 from 3, 92 from the charity stripe this season. Tuesday featured the fourth time this season in which Wake Forest has recorded at least 10 triples. Listen man, I told you yesterday, I'm excited about this team, very much so. You heard Seth Greenberg say that this is the best starting five in the ACC. No. And they don't even no. have... Okay, well, you can hate all you want. Come on, what But Damari Monsanto has not even come back yet. This team looks primed and ready to make some noise in ACC. What do we think about the Deeks last night?
1: Well, I hope that this continues in conference play. And here you are beating Boston College, but once we get into the middle portion of the season... I hope you're able to finish strong once you even get to the ACC tournament. But isn't it really Yeah, yeah it's a great start. Like this matters a ton for Wake Forest. But also it just matters what they're going to do at the end of the season. Because you get to the ACC tournament and that's when they've had a real chance to get to the NCAA and it doesn't happen for them. And so I'm hoping that they can continue me this. Me too.
0: You and me both. both.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm hoping that it can continue. But it does feel like there is a little something different here. It doesn't feel like it's the same Wake Forest team of years past. You mentioned my Monsanto not being there. I told Forbes he was one of my favorite players to watch in the ACC last year, and he told me he was sorry because of his defense and that he didn't play any. He was like, yeah. wait, I'm, I'm sorry that he's your favorite player. It's like, man, I'm trying to give one of your guys some love, and you just won't let me do it. And so even when he comes back despite the not-so-great defense, he can shoot with the best of a man, and that's
0: going to add a, a much-needed boost for Well, him. I was also excited. Keep this name in mind, Parker Friedrichson. They said last night on the broadcast that Coach Forbes said he's the best shooter that he's ever signed. And so I was pretty excited about that because this is the guy that when I brought up Victor Wimbenyama to him, he said the best prospect that he had ever seen coming out of high school was a guy he recruited by the name of Penny Hardaway. So, Coach is one of those basketball savant type of guys that's been around the game a ton. And so, uh, I'm very happy with what I've seen from them. And I think this team does have a chance doing things. Fitty, do you have anything nice to say about the Deeks or are you going to keep hating? Let's Go ahead and hit a hate. Go ahead and hate on us.
2: Did you say (laughs) a big road win at Boston College? That was a nice row win because normally <laughs> those are the type of games
0: that Wake would blow for them to go and get a tough game because I'm telling you, Boston College is better than you think, man. Post, post him ball out. Now, he didn't, he wasn't keeping the same energy last night on the phone. He was like,
2: ah, I'm just playing, I'm just playing. But, yeah, Boston College I think is going to be better than people think they will. <laughs> They're a new <laughs> balance school, Wes. You can't take them seriously. Look, in, in all honesty, I want you guys to be good. I love when Wake Forest is good. I hope you're right. By the way, when y'all come up to Chapel Hill and we run your asses out of the gym, right. it's all the more fun Like you for did me. the
0: last couple years? Oh. Oh,
2: okay. All right. Typical Later Wake Forest fan living, yeah. in past, right. living in the past, living in the past. It's this year. Right. This year. Who lives in the past
0: more than four corners back here? Four? NC State fans. The Dallas Cowboy <laughs> fans. Dallas Cowboy fans. They live in the past. I'm talking about of the collective of us. Mm-hmm. Who lives in the past well, of the team's was... former glory than one Josh Fitty model. Um, Nada texted me, friend of the show,
1: Uh and he said, uh, look, Jeremy Roach is not an X-Factor. He's a cornerstone. I was like, cornerstone seems strong. Yes. But if you look at him this year, I do have to take back any bridge to even X-Factor. I'll take it back not an x-factor thank you nada for setting me right
0: but cornerstone seems a little strong yeah i mean he's not even in the top 20 in the acc and scoring right now but he's, i think he's a i think he's, he's a balling. good play i think he's the the glue guy i think he's one of those you know those famous phrases heart and soul of the team I feel like that's what Roach is to the Blue Devils that's why I said I put him on the same level as the other guys because he is capable of giving you yeah. 18 to 20 but he's just that vent that's been there that's going to help them when they really need it the most
1: he's been really good but also I mean some of the numbers even for look at what McCain's doing like he's playing better than what you would call an x-factor certainly uh, yeah, in the last five well. games that's why I
0: said his shooting and what he provides for this team that's why I beg the question of is he going to be that guy? Because you know what you're going to get from Flip. You know what you're going to get from Proctor. But he's that third guy that they need. And Mark Mitchell's another guy that when he plays good, Duke really goes. But I think McCain is that guy because he's going to provide that dead-on shooting uh, that they're looking for.